Well, uh, today on That's Classic, we have somebody that I have wanted to talk with for a very long time, um, somebody that I've always uh, look, you know, just looked up to. But uh, today we have none other than uh, Barbara Eden from I Dream of Jeannie. So uh, Barbara, thank you so much for being on today. We're so happy to be here, John. <laughs> well, I think I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a thrill to have you on. Um, so I'll tell you what, just to start talking about uh, I Dream of Jeannie right out of the gates, I had Patrick Duffy on actually uh, just this past week. And he, you know, he obviously worked with Larry Hagman as well. And he has this good guy reputation, but Larry, not such a great reputation. And I feel like it's the same with you. You have this very, you know, uh, you know, good, good person, uh, all around reputation. And, you know, Larry, of course, had a very different reputation. How, how were you able to work together? Larry was a beautiful soul. He really was. Mm -hmm. uh, he was his own worst enemy. Um, he didn't, he was wonderful with me. We, we had a great working time. Um, he was a very good actor. That's what I appreciated as we sort of were on the same rhythm. I, I can't explain it, but mm -hmm. everything we did was honest. It was truthful. And that's what you try to find in acting is the truth and to be honest. We, uh, we accepted those parts that we were doing and, and it was great. It was fun. He, he was uh, I don't know. Larry was tormented. You know, he mm -hmm. he uh, always had a problem, but yeah. never, ever working with me. Never, hmm. really. When when the when the cameras weren't rolling and you were offset, what was your relationship like? At you know during those moments, he was always, um, as my husband said, he said he he, he was very supportive of me. Actually. <laughs> hmm. um, I traveled with him to Australia. Um, wonderful. He was, <clears throat> and I've, I've been with him in uh, Germany. Hmm. He was very careful that uh, the press weren't <laughs> too too strong, you know. There. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but he, uh, you know, you know, Larry was quite ill, uh, and they had a liver transplant. Yeah. Just to tell you the dichotomy that was going on in his life. He had a liver transplant, but he was drinking wine. Oh, boy. And, yeah, and it broke my heart. Uh. But this was Larry. He was, uh, I don't know, very, uh, was very set to do what he wanted to do. You know, that was it. Mm. But he, but honestly, he was, he was a, as far as I was concerned, he was a, a lovely, lovely man. Now, if you talk about other actors, he was, was capable of being very jealous with men. Ah. We would have stars on the set, and, uh, and he'd joke and make laughs. It wasn't always to that, that star's benefit. Um, well, wow. Wow. Do you remember any in particular that were there at the time? Um, Sammy Davis, Jr., Oh. Uh, we had Sammy, Sammy on, and uh, yes, as, as you know, you know, you do the the main scene and then the coverage, mm -hmm. the, and uh, it was time for Sammy's close up, and uh, Larry and I were off camera, 
<laughs> it was really kind of funny, but it, it isn't funny if you're working, you know. Yeah, of course not. To, to uh, you know, how the kids do in high school or college, they spit. <laughs> and let the spit hang, hang, and see how long they can let it hang oh, before they oh. spit it out. Yeah, yeah. He did that <laughs> while Sammy was saying his lines. And, uh, <laughs> no, and Sammy it was a tiny little guy, and Larry's big. He just dove across the camera at Larry. <laughs> and Larry, Larry was laughing. He was, oh, I'm just being funny. It's okay, you know. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Oh. It wasn't okay. <laughs> oh, oh wow. So he was a bit of a prankster, obviously, too. Yeah. He was a prankster, but in that case, it was uh, negative. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't a fun prank. No, I get you. I totally get you. Well, you know, even Patrick Duffy said, look, he, he had his, his other side, but he was my best friend. So um, it that's that's pretty great to hear from both of you guys on that. Well, um, he was actually a lovely, sensitive guy, but he was like a little boy. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. that little boy side that didn't want to be told what to do. and Yeah, that little twinkle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you um, did you have any say, by the way, in how Jeannie would be played as a character? Yes, I did. I I, uh, I did. He did. <clears throat> Except for a very short space of time, um, I was left alone for it. Yeah. Huh. I, it was. Yeah. He just. Well, the the you know we made a, a pilot, mm-hmm. and the pilot got very high numbers, and so did Jeannie. So I guess they wanted to keep her that way. Good for me, because uh, worked out a whole thing before I ever did the pilot. <laughs> you know, a whole bio. Well, uh, for me, yeah, for me, for the genie. What What were your main qualities that you were trying to express when you when you looked at the character? That she was honest to a fault, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was a whole new world for her. It was like bringing a, like bringing a new puppy home. You, yeah. You know, they, everything's interesting. Everything's wonderful. How in the world do you do this, you know? And then uh, she'd been cooped up for a while in that bottle. <laughs> yeah. Happy. Yeah. Woo! Happy to be out of that bottle. <laughs> um, I had several things that I, I used. Um but I don't want to say because it's, you know, they're friends and things. And I, oh, I understand. My, a lot of it was my little dog. I had a dog, a, a little poodle named Maggie. And uh, she was so inquisitive and so so happy to see the whole world, you know, always, always. And I uh, yeah her. Um, other people. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Yeah, well, you had, yeah, I mean, honestly, I... I I think that, you know, sometimes people look at your character and think, oh, she was so bubbly, but, but you had such a huge acting background before you ever took on I Dream a Genie that um, I figured there had to be some kind of like, you know, actor's work put into that beforehand. So it doesn't surprise me in the least that it shows that's, that's really amazing. Um, there, uh, the, you know, you were mentioning your dog. There were, uh, there, I know that there was that famous moment with the lion on set with Larry and, <laughs> and he ran away. <laughs> um, 
what uh any recollection of that or any other moments that were like that on set where you know kenny had some crazy animal moments take place well the 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 lion was was the cherry on the sunday as far as all of the (laughs) stories are concerned you know before i ever did i dream of genie i was under contract to fox uh-huh. And I did many films, and one of one of the films uh, was with Red Buttons, and uh, we worked with a, a lion, a, a young lion, and wow. the uh, the trainer at the time said, "Come over." Said, "Now look, a lion is like any other animal. They want to know you. They want to smell you. Know that you're not, you know, uh, aggressive. Yeah. But be careful because they can roll over and break your leg." So. So we went over, and this is a very young lion, and uh, we we met him, and uh, was he was not on a leash, not in a cage. He oh was, my gosh! Yeah, he was lying there on the ground. Whoa! So one of one of during one of the this is a, a film that took like twelve weeks to do. So mm-hmm. in the film, um, Red Buttons and I were sitting in the in the in the ground, and we were having our lunch. And uh, while we were having our lunch, I looked over Larry's shoulder. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. The, the, the trainer did say this. He said, do not run. See the lion without me? Do not run. Oh, oh my gosh. He does not want you. He's well fed. All he wants, he would want to do would, would be play with you if you run, like a cat would want to after a ball of yarn, you know? Oh, man. So then <laughs> during lunchtime, Red Buttons and I were sitting there. And uh, I looked over his shoulder and I said, Red, stay calm. The lion is out. He said, what do you mean out? <laughs> I said, he's out. <laughs> and he was. There was no trainer. And he was standing there and his tail twitching, you know, like this. And, I, and, and Red, you know, was a tiny little guy. And we were both dressed alike. We had plaid, bright plaid pants and a blouse. Oh, I can totally picture it. Oh, he jumped up, put his arms out, and said, get behind me, get behind me, jumping up and down. I said, don't oh, move. You're not supposed to do, move. And he said, the hell with that, the hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. And the, and the trainer came out and got the lion, of course. So I mm. had that background. <laughs> yeah. Big, and I, uh, big I time. Also, I also had done a, 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 a special on, on ABC, Love is Barbara Eden. And mm-hmm. we had a live band on that one also, who chewed up my chair, but oh, but but never chewed me, <laughs> licked my arm, you know. Yeah. So then then comes I dream of Jeannie, and um, I knew the lion was on the set, and I went to Larry and I said, Larry, we have to go make friends with the lion. Said, <laughs> what? Like that? I said we have to go over and make friends with the lion. Uh, he said, I'm not going to make friends with any blankety-blank lion. <laughs> I said, okay. So I went over, and I scratched his ears, and I let him lick my hand. And Wow. And then I rehearsed with him. Now, this was an older lion, like the MGM lion with the big mane. Yeah, but that's a and big lion. That's a big animal. He was big, but he was sweet, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was a scene where I sat on a sofa talking to Larry, telling him that I wanted my, my pet, and I was bored at home. And he said, okay. My master said, okay. And I then, of course, you the lion appeared in between us on the sofa. Oh, so for rehearsal, I sat on the sofa, 
and I did the all the stuff you have to do for magic. And, and yeah. the lion would come behind the sofa with his great big old paws over the top. And he, and they, it, oh, they'd put a, a bowl of meat beside me, and he'd oh, eat his meat, he'd look around at everybody. He was just fine. He was lovely. <laughs> and then Larry came in and sat down on the sofa. We had our little scene. Uh, they stopped the action on the camera, brought the lion in, <laughs> looked around, and then he turned over and the double take at Larry and growled. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I didn't blame Larry for for running, but so did the cameraman. (laughs) The camera was on the ground. One of the sets fell down because they were were getting out of the way. I was stuck on the sofa, but the the lion climbed over the sofa, put his head in my lap, and started to purr. Oh my gosh! Like a big cat, you purred, <laughs> gave me a big lick on my arm and purred. <laughs> but but I probably would have been running if I'd been able to get up, but I couldn't. But I was fine, you know. He was he was cute, cute little oh. kitty cat. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that funny, Barbara? I mean, I'm sorry. Just the fact that all the men in the room ran, the set fell, everything, well, and, and you're just sitting there. Well, I was stuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was very fast, but it was good. But honestly, I was not afraid. Wow. I was afraid because I'd rehearsed with him and, you know, he hadn't done a thing. He was fine. (laughs) Wow. That is really impressive. Um, Well, let me ask you another one. Um, The opening scene, I've always wondered about this, that, you know, we're... uh, uh, Major Nelson finds the the genie bottle on the beach at Zuma, it, which was shot at Zuma Beach. Um, what was that day like, actually, in reality? Was that from your recall? Was it a, like a real warm day, or was it cold out? What what was actually the reality of the situation? It was freezing cold. <laughs> you know, they never do films when you're in a bathing suit or a, a, a nighty like I had on for genie. Yeah, it's always cold. It was just. <laughs> Freezing. And I think it's the first time one of the guys in the great big trucks asked me to come up and sit in the truck with him. And I, I'd never had, actually at that time, a, a drink in my life. And he said, yeah. here, take a nip of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just a sip. But it was, it was, oh my God, it was cold, really. Wow. Well, good acting. I'll say that because I, yeah, you have no <laughs> sense of that at the time. Um, were, were the actual interior of the house, by the way, I was always curious. I Have you seen it? I Or did you realize it was used for other shows as well as your own? The interior? No. The yeah. exterior, yes. The exterior. Oh, well, yeah, actually, maybe you're correct on that. I'm, I'm sorry. I just realized you're right. Yeah, yeah the that exterior. Was the, uh, that was the uh, farm, I think they called it, in the valley. They they had this big city street and, and a, um, also a street for... Uh, Homes and and mm-hmm. our exterior was yes on that, and many shows were used for that. But they they tried to make it different for each show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, one that I get asked all the time, um, a, a friend of mine that has also done the show has he has a, a bottle, one of the genie bottles or or whatever. Do you, were how many like how many genie bottles were there? Were there like a lot of them on set, or was it just a few? No, no, they had. There had to be a lot of them because they were broken, you know, in well, in mm. use. <clears throat> they were uh, gin bean bottles. Mm. Um, 
the uh, the whiskey bottle for that Christmas. Yeah. And um, people still bring me bottles to autograph with the wow. original Jim Beam <laughs> sign on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful bottle. I'm looking at it right now. Wow, wow. So yeah. was it was did was it like a you know like shelf like a big shelf full of them you know and it was like oh here we go here's another one. Oh no 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 I don't know it was the the uh, the uh, guy who handled all the the magic and everything he had the bottles and they weren't no they they'd magically appear from somewhere yeah. on the uh, you know the studio right right but they were all hand painted wow. I mean that's crazy, and and you have one yourself. That's pretty cool. I gave mine to the uh, Smithsonian. Wow. Yeah, I'd had it uh, in a safety deposit box for a long time because uh, we had a severe earthquake. I guess you know <clears throat> the uh, Northridge earthquake. Yeah, it was like nineties, uh, uh, wasn't it? Is that right? Yeah, 98, something like that. I, I've forgotten yeah. the year, but um, at the time in our library. All the books were, were taken off the shelves. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, we couldn't open the door into the library. In fact, it was so packed. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> All our dishes were broken, everything. The, the refrigerator door was open. Everything in the fridge was out on the floor in the kitchen. But, but, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we tried. We pushed books aside in order to open the door a crack. And I, we looked inside, and there were... There was a pile of books up like a pyramid. Wow. The top, and right up at the top was the genie bottle. Come on. And it wasn't broken, and it was <gasps> fine, and it was right, land, just landing right on top. So after that, I put it in the bank. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's an incredible moment. That must have been kind of wild just to look in there and see that bottle sitting on the top it, like that. It was, because everything else was broken and a mess, you know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was, I, well, I, I live in LA myself and I was here for that earthquake and that was a, insane, but that's a, one of the coolest stories I've ever heard from that. That's, that's really something. Wow. Did, um, the other one that I've wondered about is the genie outfits. Um, I understood that they were, they, they could easily tear or whatever, that it was a constant process of like having them repaired and there were multiple outfits. Is, is that true? Oh, well, yeah, she was quite <laughs> active and, you know, and, and Jeannie had uh, a tiny heel on her shoe, not a big one, but mm -hmm. if she was doing anything physical, uh, pants would get ripped and they'd have to replace or fix the pants, you know, with different, mm -hmm. uh, fabric. Sure. Of course it is with any, sh with anything that goes on that long five years, you're going to have accidents <laughs> yeah yeah i bet i bet well that was such a unique outfit Jeez. by the way did you have any say in that out of curiosity any say in the actual outfit only the color uh, i'm trying to remember the the woman who who designed it um i had worked with her at mgm on a film um, i wish i could remember her name i can't gwen wakeling is that her name gwen wakeling i think uh, wow. anyway she asked do i have any favorite colors and i I said, oh, I like pink, I like purple, I like, you know, wow. but, but pink. And, and she said, that's a good choice. And she uh, designed it. 
Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Did by the way, at the time, I mean, I've I've done a bunch of reading on on uh, you know, I dream a genie and bewitched and and uh the tie-in with Bill Asher even directing, I think, the the genie 15 years later. Um, was there any sense of of competition with that show at the time? There certainly wasn't on my part. Uh-huh. Uh or <clears throat> anyone else on the on the but but you see. We started a year later, right? And I, I think the other show had a little problem. I they never talked to me about it, and I, you know, <laughs> that's showbiz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just just part of it. Um, another one that I know, like fans out there, are going to say, "Why didn't you ask?" Um, is what was? Do you have favorite episodes? Well, the pilot. Hmm. I, I really, I loved the pilot. I thought it was well done. Gene Nelson directed it. and Wow. It was just a good show. Yeah, yeah. The um, you, By the way, you know, I've, I read that you were um, approached by Sidney Sheldon. How did Sidney Sheldon approach you or, or find you? I think, personally. Yeah. Well, first of all, I knew about the show because I read Variety and Reporter. Mm-hmm. I knew they were testing for this part, but I never in a million years thought I would get it. Wow. Nor did I even try to get it uh, because he was testing all the very tall Mediterranean types. He had Miss Israel, he had Miss Greece, Miss Italy, oh my, oh my all gosh. the beauty contest winners, which were gorgeous women with very dark hair and tall, yeah. long legs. And, uh, so I, I I put it away, as far as wow. I was concerned. And then one day my my agent sent me a script. I read it, and I recognized the script immediately. And I thought, my goodness, what is this about? My agent called me and said, "Do you like the script?" I said, "I think it's wonderful." He said, "Well, good, because they want you for the part." Oh, and what? I said, I. Do they know what I look like? That's the first thing I said. <laughs> and he said, "Well, they must." But he said, "All you have to do is go have have tea with Sydney Sheldon at the Beverly Hills Hotel." Oh my gosh! Okay, so I had tea with Sydney, and that's how I got the part. Um, I mean, were you just blown away? I was surprised. I was very surprised, but happy. But uh, <clears throat> you know, he never told me. Uh, how he happened to choose me. Uh, I, I never had to um, um, test wow. or do anything for the part. Um, but I think, I, I truly believe, I, because in later years when we had dinner at Sydney's, there would be all these comedy writers. Mm-hmm. Before I uh, you know, ever, ever did Jeannie, I, I did a lot of comedy. Yeah, especially the Johnny Carson show. I did comedy sketches with him. Yeah, you were a semi regular on that on that show, correct? Yeah, on his original summer replacement show, he had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he replaced Red uh, Skelton for the wow. summer, and uh, that was one of my first jobs. And I met those men because uh, Sidney Sheldon was a comedy writer, and he knew all these men from Paramount. And um, I, looking back, I think. I think that's what happened. They just said, this is a, a girl who can do comedy. Um, 
That's wow. the, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. You know, it, uh, but I'm glad. I'm very happy that he did it. That's a good guess, by the way. But I, I think your theory may be the strongest there for sure, because that makes a lot of sense. I could see a lot of those comedy writers having been during that time. What, um, by the way, since we mentioned Johnny, um, what uh, what was Johnny? Because this was very early on. A, am I correct? This is like nineteen early mid nineteen fifties uh, with um, uh, late fifties. Late fifties. Yeah. What middle, um, middle middle. What uh, what was Johnny like then? I mean, boy, that's really early on. He was fun. He was <laughs> fun. He was, he was uh, of course, I, you know, I was just out of acting school, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I was having a ball. <laughs> you wow. know, when you, when you first, when you've been in intense studying, studying theater and doing all kinds of very, uh, straight things to work with Johnny and and do the comedy was so much fun oh my goodness it was fun oh that's so cool did um now the other thing that I've seen is you were a chorus girl at Ciro's is was there any kind of discovery made from them seeing you there or anything like that <laughs> the only discovery was that I was awful I, <laughs> I should never have been there I was living at the Hollywood Studio Club and I was working in a bank because I, you know, I have to pay the rent. Yeah, of course. Uh, and one of the girls in the uh, studio club said, to, uh, because I was working at the bank at night, so I could audition during the day. Wow. And, uh, and I was coming home late at night, and she was coming down the stairs. I was going up. She said, uh, what are you doing up so late? Because studio club, they closed the doors at a certain time, and you were locked out. Wow. Unless you were working. And uh, I said, uh, I'm coming home from work. She said, where do you work? I said, uh, I've forgotten the name of the bank, downtown L.A. Uh -huh. She said, oh, oh, she said, what do you do? I said, I'm an actress. She said, oh, where are you coming? What are you doing now? I said, I, I was at work. Where? At the bank. She said, I thought you said you were an actress. <laughs> 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 and I said, I I am, but uh, I'm, I'm working at the bank at night. She said, well, why don't you come up to Ciro's and audition with me? She said, wow. they, uh, they need girls. And I said, I... I'm not a dancer. <laughs> wow. And she said, well, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went up and I auditioned. I don't know how I got it because um, my I had studied dancing. Of course, when you study theater, you study dancing, you study sure. dancing, all that baloney. But, <laughs> but, right. but I had never worked in a, a situation where I had to learn someone else's dance steps. So um, it was, oh, and, and the girls were so mean to me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it was horrible. <clears throat> because, uh, oh, they called me the little virgin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was awful. It was worse than high school, I'll tell you. <laughs> wow. But I will be forever grateful to that girl because uh, I did not go back to the bank. I stayed and uh, gutted it out, and it, it really helped me. It, it taught me a lot of lessons. And wow. It was uh, interesting. Actually, you know what they did? I what? can laugh now. I didn't then. Uh, yeah. They locked me in the bathroom. <laughs> what? So I couldn't get out from my entrance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I'll tell you, it was worse than high school. 
But, <laughs> that but that it, is. It certainly did toughen me up <laughs> and got me ready for for everything. I never had anything, any situation happen like that before or after. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that was, I mean, Ciro's was like, I mean, top of the line. I mean, that's that's a that you were at like the place that you know everyone would have been going at that time. That that's that's pretty neat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you know you'd get people asking if you wanted to go out and. I never would. I guess that's why they called me the little virgin. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I went home. I went home after work. You know. Right, right. Oh yeah, I'm sure I could. T- I could totally see that. Um, so I, I got another one for you that I was always curious about. I, I saw in one of your interviews that you mentioned that the the genie smoke, the smoke from the bottle, was never supposed to be like coming out of the master bedroom at night. Something like that. Is that true? Oh, any time, day or night. Oh, um, oh. <clears throat> well, actually, and I was not supposed to be in the bedroom. This was standards and practices, you know. Oh, um, wow. That came in. It, it was uh, sort of silly. We all laughed about it because, uh, uh, first of all, Jeannie wasn't a human, okay? She right. was an entity. That's so, right. So she couldn't do anything with him, although... Well, we won't get into the wedding because I thought that was silly. But yeah. at any rate, at that time, the, the smoke was just smoke, and it became this entity, which is a genie and happens to be female. But that's it, not human. Right. And they said uh, she can't come in the bedroom, and uh, the bottle can't be in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but we had this wonderful scene where... Uh, you see the closed door and you hear uh, um, my master say, Jeannie, you know, the way he did. Yeah. And then the smoke came out from underneath the door. <laughs> we thought it was very funny. Standards and practices did not. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy that it was like that that time. And what, um, by the way, I mean, we should, we should probably address that. Yeah. I, I, I have read that. Yes. You were, you were not a big fan of the fact that they, they got married. Is that, is that pretty true? Oh yeah. They should never have married. She wasn't a housewife. Right. You know, um, she was a, a genie, an entity, mm-hmm. um, a different, a different breed, if you want to say, um, yeah. You don't mix the human and entity. You don't do it. Right. And besides that, that's where all the fun came. Yeah. They were so different. And he knew it. She wouldn't accept it. Yeah, completely. That's so funny. What? By the way, the other one is the, the navel. You know, the big, what's the real story about the whole, you know, got to be careful about showing your navel. What, what, what was that all about? I mean, that seems well, really crazy to me. There was a man, Mike Connolly, of The Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. He would come down on the set, and uh, he'd say, I don't believe you have one, meaning a navel. What? And I, I'd tell him, Nicola Peak. <laughs> <laughs> I was very inexpensive at that time. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, because every once in a while in the show, it would peak out. But no one made a big deal about it until, until Mike started to write about it. And oh my gosh. for some reason, it caught on, and all the, um, the the stringers across the country began to write about it. 
And uh, wouldn't you know, standards and practices came down and said, no, 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 no. You have to cover up the navel. <laughs> you have oh, to put my the... And my legs, leggings at that time were, were sheer, uh, the, uh, the pantaloons. Yeah. And under those pantaloons, I not only had panty stockings, I also had panties. Oh, so my gosh. I don't, and they said, no, 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 you have to put uh, uh, a thicker material inside. It was so silly. Now, nowadays, oh. it really is silly, isn't it? But, but then, even then, it was, what in the world? You oh, know? my gosh. It really got to that point. That is just oh, yeah. crazy. Wow. <laughs> so the very first season, you know, you get the you get the role and you are uh pregnant with your with your son uh Matthew. What um you know I I think you know you initially reading it, you're like, oh that's that's great that they allowed you, you know, and they still wanted you and all of that and all that's terrific. But what was it like for you that first season being pregnant? Because you know, obviously women go through a lot of you know, a lot of different you know, things when you're, when you're pregnant, was it, was it difficult for you to shoot that first season? Oh, it was the most wonderful thing in the world. Wow. I was so happy. <clears throat> Michael Ansaro was my husband and we were, yeah. we had been trying to have a baby, uh, but the timing, I guess, was really off. But when I found <laughs> out, I found out the same day that I found out that the show was picked up. Wow. Put on the air. So uh, I called Sidney Sheldon and said, I have to talk to you. And he said, well, I, I, I can't. I'm, I don't have time. I, I, this is very important. I have to talk to you. Wow. So he was having dinner at uh, Buck Henry's house. Oh, wow. I drove over there, and uh, Sidney took me into the library, and I sat down. He said, now tell me, you're pregnant. <gasps> and I said, yes, and I can't do your show like that. And he said, what? <laughs> he, was, he was joking. You know, and I, I said, no, I, you know, I understand. I can't do your show. <gasps> and, 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 oh, my gosh. And he said, well, now, now, just wait. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I said, okay. I didn't expect it, but he did. Wow. He did figure it out and, and decided they'd do the first 13 shows quickly. Because of that, they were in black and white because we did yeah. it so quickly. Yeah. But, um, but I just, oh, I had a good time. <laughs> In fact, I was pregnant when the lion was there. <laughs> oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. I was. But I, I was so happy. I was so happy. I wasn't sick a day. Um, wow. The most beautiful thing that ever happened in my life. Oh, that's so, that's so special. You know, it makes you wonder um, about when you were talking about the lion it, you know, the fact that you were pregnant, because obviously they're very intuitive too. The lion might have known, you know, the lion might have been protecting you actually a little bit. Oh, well, you know what, John? I don't think lions, yeah, they do. They they protect the children mm -hmm. and uh, the females, but the females are much more ferocious than the male lion. <laughs> <laughs> They don't, they don't, the male lions don't really go out and hunt and do all that stuff. They're wow. lazy. <laughs> wow. That's, that's hysterical. Hey, the other one um, that has come up many times is uh, your evil sister. And I, I kid you not, I mean, this is the best way, Barbara. I've had people that have also written me and said, 
I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I, when I was younger, I didn't realize it was the same person. And, um, what, uh, how did you enjoy playing the evil sister? Oh, I loved her, darling. My favorite <laughs> person in the whole wide world. <laughs> that silly little twit. <laughs> no, I, I loved playing her. My gosh, that keeps you sane, you know, doing different parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, by the way, did you play, was it your mother on the show too, or some other relative? Yes, I did. I played my mother. Yeah. Was that kind of, what, did, you know, obviously not many of us get the chance to play, you know, our parents. What, uh, what was that like for you? Well, again, I loved it. Uh, nothing like my own mother, of course. <laughs> she wasn't, but uh, uh, I, I loved it. I loved playing it. Oh, that's so, that's so cool. Did you, by the way, I know that you're right in that time period of, you know, when the the residuals, you know, they started in like 1970 or anything like that. First of all, do you get, get any kind of residuals from My Dream of Jeannie? Um, I, uh, very small, yes. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm trying to think back. Oh, I remember what happened. I yeah. was, uh, um, you know, we, we did get, yeah, residuals were not a, a question. That's SAG, and, it, you know, they took care of that. But there was a matter of overtime. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and which we did a lot. We worked long hours. So there was a lot of overtime, but I wasn't getting any. Wow. And, and the only reason I knew about it was because Larry would say, look at this. Look what I got in overtime, <laughs> you know. And I'd look and I'd think, I was there. <laughs> what happened? Right. So, so it was, uh, I started writing it down, my hours. I had never paid attention before. How interesting. I wrote it down and then finally I showed my agent and I said, you know, there's, I think I'm owed quite a few dollars here. So, uh, and a friend of mine was an attorney and wow, you bet it was, <laughs> It was my overtime and I hadn't, they just simply hadn't given it to me. Oh my gosh. Did they, did they come around? Every, was everything all, all. Oh, they had to, they had to, they had to look at their books and, and, and first I wrote everything down after Larry told me that. I mm -hmm. wrote, God bless Larry. Yeah, no I, kidding. I wrote every single thing down. So my attorney told me, he said, cause he had friends who were uh, attorneys and accountants at uh, Columbia. Yeah. And they said, it's very strange. Every single thing she has is exactly what we have on our books. <gasps> and I said, that's not strange. I wrote it all down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the only discrepancy in my. Well, I'm glad you took care of it. Believe me. What, what about, uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of merchandising going on there as well. You know, the genie dolls and I think there was a Barbie doll. Um, what, oh, uh, a lot. yeah. Have you ever been able to, or, you know, participate in any of the merchandising? Oh, oh, sure. Of course. From, oh, from the get go. Oh yes. That was never a fact, <laughs> you know, a problem. <clears throat> never oh. a problem. Oh my gosh, Barbara, I'm so glad to hear that. That's terrific. I, I can't tell well, you how many people I've talked to that they they don't, they didn't have an, you know, they weren't able to. That's great. Oh, no, they were, uh, 
everything. <laughs> wow. Now, of course, they can. I'm not, uh, for instance, the cartoon genie. I, I had no revenue from that because they didn't use my face or my likeness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or my name. But uh, anything that has my name and likeness is sure. Fantastic. Jeez. Did um, the the one, uh, gosh, what was the one thing I was going to ask you? Oh, you you also uh, were with uh, Larry Hagman in A Howling in the Woods and very different characters, really. Um what was that like playing different roles, even though the two of you are together in that? Oh, how do I explain it? What was it like? It's, <laughs> it was like any other job, two actors working together. Um, we were different characters, but, you know, you expect that. <clears throat> but wow. also, uh, you know, after Genie, you just go on and you work. I did, um, like I did How to Marry a Millionaire before I ever did Genie. Right. And then after that, I did Pepper Valley PTA. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> did you, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you, was that an enjoyable experience, Harper Valley? Oh, yes, it was. It really was. I loved it. An entirely different character to play. That's what actors do. They act. Yeah, I loved the show. I mean, I love the song, too, but I love the show. It was a shame it, it didn't stay on, by the way. I, w- I wish it had continued. Um the there were a couple of films, by the way, that I, I had wanted to ask you about. One was a private's affair with Sal. Uh, Sal Minio was in that. Um, did you get to know Sal at all? He was sweet. He was just a very nice, nice young man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he he didn't become a friend. I mm-hmm. but but he was wonderful to work with. Yes, yeah, stunning Moore. actor. Harry Moore, I know t- today. She's acquaintance mm-hmm. see her every once in a while have lunch with her every once in a while <laughs> wow wow what and then the other one is uh flaming star with elvis presley uh what what i i had pat priest on from the munsters and pat was in uh a film with elvis and had her her take you know her own take on elvis what was it like for you to work with elvis it was lovely he was the he was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great work ethic. Uh, he wanted to act, and he did. He was a wonderful natural actor. In fact, he got super good reviews in that film. Wow. Um, but he didn't sing. And um, they, they brought us all back after the end because the, the film got good reviews. It was... Uh, a wonderful Western, and he played a half-breed, and he did it well. I spent a lot of time with Elvis on that film, as you do when you do feature films. Sure. Uh, his father was there, and uh, several of his friends from uh, <laughs> from Nashville, who I thought were his cousins. <laughs> <laughs> In later years, they told me they weren't. But All right. <laughs> at the time, I had oh, a lot of cousins, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, but they would sing, and Elvis would play the guitar, and Daddy was there. It was very pleasant. We we talked a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> he was a huge fan of my husband's, Michael and Sarah. Wow. Who played Cochise, you know, on The Broken Arrow. Oh, of course. Uh, and uh, 
he asked me, he said, how do you, you're both in the business and you're both working. He said, how how do you do that when it's so intense and so, you know, pressure? And I yeah. said, well, any job is pressure, first of all. Work, that's all. It's just work. He said, yeah, yeah, but do, do you get pressure for other people? He doesn't wow. affect your marriage? And I said, no, because we know we're working, you know. Wow. And it's nothing more than that. And he said, well, I've, I've met this girl in Germany, and I really, I really love her a lot, but I, just thinking about it, I don't, I don't know if I should bring her over into this mess. And I said, it's not a mess. <laughs> you know, if you love wow. her. Of course, I didn't know she was 14 years old at the time. <laughs> right, right. You know, I didn't know that, but, but it was none of my business. But, no. But it was sweet, and he, he was just a, a great young man. And, uh, wow. I'm so sorry that he, he died the way he did. He didn't have to. He, as I say, he was, he was pressured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. They show a little of that in the film, all this, but, um, I'm so sorry. Cause I, I really liked him a lot and he was very talented. Always. Did you, know? did you feel like the, you know, in the, in the new movie, Although they showed the pressure, did you feel like the pressure was even even heavier than that? I think the pressure was very subtle. Mm. It was there, and it was not. It was evil. Um, I don't. They make it quite obvious in the in the movie, but but. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great movie, by the way. It is. I loved it. Really good, and and. Young man who plays Elvis is fabulous. Austin Butler, yeah, yes, wonderful. Um, but uh, I'm sure that Elvis himself didn't even realize that the pressure was there. Wow. Well, Barbara, listen, just thank you. I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it was just so wonderful talking with you. Um, at some point, I, I would obviously love to see you, but uh, it was wonderful to be able to talk with you. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to see you, too. Would you have your makeup on? Exactly. <laughs> I don't have it on in the morning. So. <laughs> but we'll do it again, John. All right. I would enjoy that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you 100%. You were fantastic. And I and. You amaze me. I mean, I'm sorry. You amaze me. You are just still flying, you know, at at, at your Uh age. It's like inspirational. So thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. All right. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for coming. And uh, please check us out also on YouTube.com slash That's Classic TV, where you can actually watch and see the celebrities that are on the show. Thanks again. Bye-bye.